This is Hammett. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. And if you give $5 a month, you will get ad-free episodes. Mm-hmm. And we have an actual <laughs> announcement I know. of random fun stuff. So, yeah, um... First, first of all, uh, I'm going to be in Denver in a few weeks. Um, so if you want to come to the someplace else um, brewery in Arvada, um, Colorado, and that is going to be on August 5th. But the new announcement that we are getting to make because Hemant doesn't know how to be sarcastic on Facebook, we're having a Chicago-based meetup for, for with both of us. Um, it is going to be on August 28th, which is a Saturday. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'll be at five o'clock. It's gonna be at Fat Cat, which is the same place it was, whatever, two or three years ago when we had one, which cannot believe that was that long ago. Um, yeah, so Save five o'clock. the date yeah, it's if in, you're in or around Chicago. Yeah, it's in Uptown in Chicago. It's right off the, uh, the Red Line stop, um, just a little bit north of it, kind of by, like, Green Mills right there. Um, it's my old neighborhood. It's my favorite bar, which is why we picked there, and because I crush myself trying to make an arbitrary decision. <laughs> so, 5 o'clock, um, August 28th at Fat Cat. Hammett and I will be hanging out. Um, Look forward to getting out of the house for the first time. Yes. Two and a half years, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be, be fun stuff for you. But um, I hopefully by the time this gets up, or definitely by the time this gets up, because I promised Hammett I would make an okay. event page for it. So that'll be on Facebook, or um, I'm sure you can... I mean, I just told you the details, so you can just write those down your calendar, I guess. Sweet. I can't do all the work for you, man. Come on. Take some personal nothing. responsibility. I'll show up. That's my responsibility. <laughs> yeah. There. Are, okay, I was trying to debate where to start. Let's start with some good news, which is that someone was arrested on Wednesday of this week because she was selling fake COVID vaccination cards. Oh, Jesus. And uh-huh. selling, quote, homeopathic Pellets what? A homeopath she, is a scam artist? I uh, can't believe it. That she said would protect patients from the virus. This is a Ju- <laughs> Julie Maisie, who is a naturopath and then doctor in big quote hands because it's not really a doctor. Does she have like a PhD? No. Okay, she so it's a completely fraudulent. One of those fraud naturopathic. Oh, I see. Yes. Schools. She's basically a homeopath, a naturopath, which is like, I'm a doctor who couldn't get into medical school, so Mm -hmm. I'm a real doctor, sure. And people who don't know the difference will be like, oh, you sound like you know what you... Look, I see the white coat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And no, she's actually just telling them, you don't have to take the vaccine. I'll give you a fake card. And by the way, look, I have these pellets with some COVID inside, but like little faintness COVID specs which are diluted, and if you take this pellet, you'll be cured, which is not how anything works. No. And this week, the Department of Justice arrested her. She faces up to... a federal crime? Federal crime, because... um, Like, basically... I'm sure she fucked that estate people, right? This is from their announcement. Family members purchased from her COVID-19 homeo. They have different words, more scientific, but they purchased these pellets, and family members told... Uh, the whistleblower, okay. who eventually contacted the feds, family members told that person that Maisie stated that the pellets contained the COVID-19 virus and would create an antibody response in the immune system. She also sent COVID-19 vaccination record cards with Moderna listed 
to the family, she instructed the family to mark the cards to falsely state that they received the Moderna vaccine on the date that they ingested the pellets. Mm -hmm. And the best part about it is if you read, read the charging documents... They have transcripts of calls that were made to her office and to her specifically where they're like, I don't know if those, I can't remember if they were like purposely, like, we're just trying to record you. So like, we're going to ask leading questions, but they're like, what do you want us to do with these fake cards? And she's like, well, sign your date here, blah, blah, blah. I'll take care of it from there. Like she's fessing to all of it. Yeah. And like her website is not just especially a, sneaky, is she? Not even close. I I had all those varsity blues scandal, the cheating test cheating scandal. Oh, sure, uh, sure, sure, sure. In mind because that's the same level of these people have no shame about what they're doing, <gasps> right? Where they're openly bragging about it over the phone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at least use like thin code words, you know? Like yeah. I've got the snow. Don't just say like, hey, there's a pile of cocaine I'm trying to sell. <laughs> Would you like some, please? Right. No. <laughs> code words in the transcript like even jim baker after uh when he was when one of his guests was saying i have this silver solution and it's totally a cure uh even jim baker was like we just had the guest on we weren't promoting it this lady is actively promoting the lies she fa- again faces up to 20 years in jail. That's not a small thing. Doesn't mean it'll happen. Yeah. But someone's actually facing consequences right. for lying about the virus, which doesn't seem to happen as it often as it should. Seems quite wild to me that this is the first big case <laughs> of Yeah. Like I I really genuinely unless like people are just better at being sneaky about it. I because I supp- have read stories about people giving away fake cards, or you could find them online and I, stuff like that. Yeah, I have no idea how they how I like I, I don't know how they would protect them against like somebody just buying the right card yeah. stock and printing it out. But when but, a doctor's doctor in quote hands yeah. says like, no, 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 here's the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now no, she's I'll, a fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Ser- uh, we'll have the link for it, but seriously, they, read the complaint. It's beautiful. I she's arrested on Wednesday. I assume you would have said if they connected any illnesses to her directly. We don't know, and okay. the reason is because we don't know all how many patients were affected. They do know how many people bought stuff. Sure. But they don't necessarily know the same deal with COVID itself. Like how many people were um, infected with COVID as a result of going to some Mm -hmm. large gathering? Well, we can't trace all of their steps right now. Because we didn't do tracking because... Because we're America. Yeah. Uh, Her website, by the way, is just this batshit crazy page after page of junk. And at one point she has the herbs and spices that can help you treat liver ailments... To which my buddy uh, Paul Fidalgo, writing for the Center for Inquiries Morning Heresy, said she has a Kentucky Fried Chicken approach to medicine, which is the highest compliment I'm sure she's ever received. Well, that's a pretty good goof. <laughs> <laughs> so good. There's a consequence. See, that's funny. Yeah, glad to see consequences. Sad that it happened. Where, where did you say it was? Florida? Oh, uh, no. I th- California, I think, is where oh, she's that from. Tracks. Yeah, that would have been my gu- my second guess. I don't know why I thought Florida. And there's a new movie coming out. Oh. We saw the trailer this week. Oh. God's Not Dead 4. <gasps> there was a third? <laughs> True story. If you go to the comments section underneath the trailer, uh-huh. one YouTube commenter, in all sincerity, was like, I hated the first two. And the response to that was, there was a third, which is accurate. Very funny. I was 
Because I can picture the second, the two, the big two. I can picture like that right. cover, the God's poster. God's Not Dead, Fast and Furious, whatever. Yeah. Electric Boogaloo. I don't remember the subtitle. God's Not Dead and Furious. Uh, yeah. That's nothing. Mike, you'd be much better at this than me. I'll um, give you some numbers in just a second. Mm-hmm. But here's what this trailer. God's Not Furious? No, that's nothing. Go. <laughs> too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Uh, it's called God, God's Not Dead 4 is actually titled God's Not Dead colon We the People. God's Not Dead Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Fucking nailed it. Good job, Jessica. If you watch Wait, the trailer. Wait, I wasn't listening. I was just thinking my thing. Watch. No, it's all good. God's <laughs> Not Dead We the People. Yeah. Uh, do you know based on that what this movie is about? Because again, the first one was about the philosophy professor and the young Christian Yeah, that student. one I've seen. Second one was Melissa Joan Hart in a public school Bless her doing heart. something. Bless the her third one Joan Hart. doesn't actually exist. It's like that Shazam <laughs> movie with Sinbad or something. Um, and this one, what is the big we the conflict? People. We the people. Oh, God. I think it is going to be a Christian take on um, National Treasure. <laughs> so something in Washington, they're trying to steal the Constitution, David um, I, I mean, I, no, what I think, no, you didn't let me finish. Okay. I was really gearing up my elevator pitch for this great movie that I'm definitely going to produce. Yes. Um, so it is a la national, uh, national treasure in that instead of there being a map on the back of the declaration of independence that Nick Cage then has to try to steal. Yes, I did watch it on uh-huh. the 4th of July. Thank you. Um, but there is, Ooh, a prayer. Ah, ha There's a on prayer the the on the back of the declaration of independence signed by TJ himself. And they are <laughs> going to use that to confirm, to use, it's a broken, no, I got it, I got it. It's a code that if you use it on the on the front of the Declaration of Independence, it spells out, um, God bless America. Honestly, I would watch that movie. I mean, it's better than the script that they actually have. Okay, tell me. All right, here's what we got. I mean, based on the trailer, if you knew nothing else, you would 90% of the trailer is stock footage video of like if you search patriotism. So you have the wa- <laughs> waving flag, sure. cheering crowds. Apple pie. Um, it's a there's a courtroom involved. Police murdering black people, Americana. <laughs> there's a courtroom involved, and you literally have a senator screaming to the main character. No, no. What is the no. what is the senator saying to the, the Christian who keeps talking? Um separation of church and state. Um You are out of order. Oh. Oh, he stole from Aaron Sorkin. I Wait. think he was trying to, but that's not Sorkin esque in any meaningful way. No, yeah. It's just cliche courtroom drama. Yes. You have a obligatory cameo not from Kevin Sorbo, but but from Janine Pirro of Fox News. <laughs> As isn't she a real judge? Uh, like, isn't was? she actually like? And she plays a judge, I on believe. TV. Uh, on TV. Oh. Th- in this movie. Okay. This movie is about homeschooling Christian families. I here's the best way I could try to explain what's going on because I haven't seen the movie. I just I'm working off the trailer too. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like liberals in Washington have passed some sort of public education bill that is- requires <laughs> oversight. Of homeschooling Christian families. First problem. Yes. The Democrats, A, don't pass anything, B, that's actually good, C. Yeah. So, so far we have careened out of reality. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a public education bill that 
the homeschooling Christian parents are very upset about sure. to the point where one homeschooling they'd have to teach Christian, the kid math and Jesus hated math. <laughs> one daddy Christian homeschooling daddy says in the Don't movie, "Don't say daddy." Uh, sorry, religion has been removed from our schools. They're teaching kids that they don't need God, which is not a thing that happens. <sighs> yeah, and then uh-huh. the guy who's kind of behind all of these "God's Not Dead" films, Kevin Sorbo, uh, David A. R. White, who is also running the movie studio behind this, mm-hmm. who decided he was the best choice to play the main character in the movie nobody saw, "God's Not Dead" three, <laughs> reprises his character. Sure, because the third one did well. <laughs> he the, knows what audience wants. As the pastor who's going to corral all these homeschooling Christian parents to go to D.C. And make their stand against the senator who's like, you're out of control. And like, order so in like my court. Or... Mr. Bigot goes to Washington. <laughs> Is that funny? <laughs> I think I could have done that's better. Good. Um, so yeah, that's, I think it's a federal overreach of homeschooling Christian parents. But it, just to be clear, yeah. there have been pushes to try to get some oversight into homeschooling. Because the problem is, a lot of these Christian kids who graduate in big quote hands, from homeschooling, have said, like, I wasn't taught the basics about this subject or that subject. Or, I don't know, history feels pretty useful (laughs) these days. Yeah, science, I know nothing. And when I went to college, whether it was for a Christian college or, like, a regular secular college, Mm. I just wasn't prepared. Sure. And the problem is, the thing you could do is say, well, parents, tell us what subjects you're teaching your kids in Make sure they get the bare minimum. There's no test the kids have to take. Mm -hmm. But, like, it would be nice to make sure there's no oversight. That also means you're looking out for the kids' Mm well-being, accountability, make sure there's no abuse of any kind. Mm -hmm. There is some bare minimum stuff that you would think responsible parents would want to get behind. But the Christian homeschooling movement, by and large, has said... I don't want, I want no interaction with you. You have no right Right. to have any say in what I do with my kids. To the point where if they're not educating their kids, they want the government out of their way, too. Yeah. And that's the problem here. So I it, assume that's the basis of this movie. Yeah, I, it probably comes from a, you know, sense of ownership of your kids instead of, like, stewardship. If I'm raising <laughs> different humans from me, it's more like yeah. they don't hear anything I don't say to By them. By the way, speaking of Aaron Sorkin, they have a part in the trailer where the David A.R. White pastor character... Does a bunch of blow. <laughs> Who's making a speech to the senators uh, mm-hmm. that I assume will be his big Mr. Smith goes to Washington moment. He again, what's the most cliche thing they can think of to say? He says basically, no, no, no. This is a government of the people, by, by the, the people, people, for the people. people. And then everybody stands and, and the, cheers. The, and again, the dome collapses <laughs> and an eagle flies yeah. out of the building. <laughs> It's like, really? That's the best you could do? That's your script? Yeah, I mean, when you're when you're literally pulling every line in your movie from a different movie, it really <laughs> limits your uh, your sources. I'm honest, I don't even know who the atheist is in this movie. Like, they gotta have a token atheist. That's like but going to no a But there's no atheists in, in the Senate. And, <laughs> wait a second, education isn't a... Is, isn't education a huge state's right issue? Why would there be a federal... It doesn't matter. Yeah, they, you can, know? they have a Department of Education. Yeah, they can yeah. do some basic stuff. Um, yeah. By the way, the funniest thing to me about this is the poster for God's Not Dead 4 Ooh. has the David A.R. White character uh, at that, that. Uh, what's it called, the reflecting pool in Washington, looking at the Washington Monument, like, wistfully. Meanwhile, the audience that this movie is geared toward, the white <laughs> evangelical Christians, include the people who tried to overrun the Capitol. Oh, I remember that. 
Like, you can't say, oh, Washington, a beautiful place. Let's overthrow the friggin' government. I mean, Hammett, why do you think these people have any intellectual consistency? Like, they don't understand their sense of irony that they're doing, <laughs> and they don't understand the sense of... Did you hear that, like, some chick got fucking arrested this week because she stepped on a... But have you not heard this? Which one? A woman was at a protest or somewhere. Yeah. And somebody she saw a back the blue sign on the ground uh-huh. and she stomped on it and gave a cop a smirky look and he fucking arrested her. So on the nose right there. Anyway, every I do think that maybe those on the right don't quite understand that they can't be pro and anti cancel culture. No, <laughs> nor can they be pro and I, anti the government. I cannot believe cancel culture is not the basis for this movie. They were probably writing this script before cancel. He's probably been working on this script for years. 2019. They've been working on it since 2019 because he announced it in 2019. They aired a, not a trailer, but they said last, uh, late last year, David A.R. White was on like an Instagram video, a uh, post on an Instagram video where he's like, we're about to start filming in Oklahoma. Here's the script. And you could see on there too. It was like the first draft was written in 2019. Mm-hmm. So it's been around for a little while. Um, by the way, just so to give you some numbers, the first God's Not Dead with Kevin Sorbo as the atheist philosophy professor, mm-hmm. legit phenomenon in the sense that for a very small budget, they actually made $64 million mm-hmm. oh, yeah, from that movie. High... That was in 2014. I think all these movies were pretty successful. Uh, oh. God's Not Dead 2, uh, $24 million, What which, was their budget? Do you know? Uh, it, I'm all, no, I don't. It had to be less than 24 though. Oh, yeah. 100%. So they made money on that. God's Not Dead 3, called God's Not Dead A Light and Darkness, made $7 million, which at that point, I have to wonder if they're even covering all their costs. I'm going to look up. And... So who knows how this one's going to do. And to give you another metric for that one, like one way to calculate how successful a movie is, is to see how much a theater takes in its Mm -hmm. opening weekend. So God's Not Dead 1, every theater made an average of about 11,800 its first weekend. Mm -hmm. God's Not Dead 2, they made about 3,100. God's Not Dead 3, they made 1,500. And again, these keep going down. Sure. And so I don't really know what's going to happen with this one. All we know is it's going to uh, re- be released in the fall. We don't know the date. And we, interestingly enough, the trailer says in theaters this fall. But how many theaters? Because theaters yeah. are having a rough go when you're not a Marvel movie. And I don't know if it's just direct to streaming. And if so, which, uh, which thing they're going to do. I think Sony Pictures bought out pure flicks so like it's not like they don't have a distribution vessel here but i don't know how it's gonna do by the way i said god's not dead 3 took in 1588 dollars that first weekend you know what made more money than that it's opening weekend kurt cameron's saving christmas (laughs) which imdb has ranked as one of the worst movies of all time yeah yeah man well, Who I mean, a fourth God's not here. They're starved for content. Here's the other thing. I, I said, I can't even tell who the atheist is in this movie. Uh-huh. There's definitely why a black it, lady atheist senator. I, maybe. I don't even know why it's called God's not dead. Cause I don't think God comes up in the trailer as much. I mean, uh. at all, other than there are Christian characters, but I mean, this is the thing that they're doing. They're just saying like, God's not dead one, huge hit. Right. Let's just use that mm-hmm. and then append some random subtitle to it. Like, 
by their logic, you could make God's Not Dead 5, right. insert whatever grievance you want to complain about here, right. and just say, yeah, it's part of the franchise. Look, right. we held over this ancillary character, therefore it's there. there's... There's canon here. Yeah, so, no, we, we're building the the God's Not Dead universe. Cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah. it's um, <laughs> uh, so the budgets for the God's Not Deads were the first one. The budget was two million. Second one, the budget was five million. And, and they made what seven? Uh, Twenty four million on the second movie. On the second, yeah, mm-hmm. and the first one he said sixty eight million. Uh, Sixty four, yeah. Success. Um, third one. Third one, uh, budget two million dollars. Okay. So they so they all made their money, cost, which is why they're still doing it. Yeah, but at I this mean, point, they have nothing to do with theology or arguing between atheists and Christians. It is just right wing grievance. Yes, under the God's not dead label. And movies are getting easier to make. Not why well, I want to be very clear. The qualifier is any movie is easy to make. <laughs> Good quality movies still require people with talent, but like you know, everybody's fucking iPhone has. That's is true. a better camera than what they shot E.T. on or whatever. I don't know. Don't come after me, Spielberg stands. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, no, they're going to keep rocking these out. Like the same way fucking I uh, Hallmark. Many, I wonder how many they're going to go. Well, the, wait, I which mean, this Hallmark could be, ones? All of them. Like, like, the, all the Christmas ones. All they, the come, they come out with 25 a year. They do. Um, but... But they're all independent, like random one-offs. Sure, 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 sure. But they're... In the same, um, I, I think these are in the same like umbrella of this is going to be a mo- a David and Goliath movie where David is the Chris, the, the good Christian man just trying to raise his family and you know keep his uh, uh, lawn tidy, and the other one is that Goliath is a big mean atheist who maybe has a lectern or uh, possibly a lapel mic, and so they're Goliath. Um, so it's you're always going to get the same thing. Same thing with um. Hallmark movies, you know you're gonna get you're gonna get a meet cute, you're gonna get a fall in love too fast, you're gonna get a little fight, they think they're gonna break up forever, and then guess what? They're gonna get back together at the end. It's called a formula, my friends, and nice. it works. Nice. Oh yeah, you did have the obligatory Christian music at the end of the trailer. God's not dead, he's really alive. That That's how God's not dead, it's are really not alive. Yeah, the lyrics are as good as the script. I'm gonna get it my poetry book from junior high and see if they can make anything out of that. <laughs> it's, because it's really I, the height of YouTube. I wrote era. Some bangers. Yeah. YouTube poetry books <laughs> that are like one word every page. It's like this is my poetry. Did you ever have to make poetry that oh. was in the shape of something? Yes. Mine was about an ice cream cone, I think. Yes. I think everybody's was about an ice cream cone. <laughs> you long for the complexity of a haiku. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you, have you heard of a show called, uh, Kevin can fuck himself? It's on my, um, to watch list because I really like Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek. Do you know what the show is about? I actually, <laughs> I almost said, don't tell me cause I want to watch it, oh, yeah. but I realized what we were doing and this, this isn't just you <laughs> and I hanging out. This is a podcast out. where it's a secret for the, yeah. So okay, the, the fun, show, if you've seen like, um, me. a typical... Uh, sitcom where you have the schlubby husband uh-huh. and the way too hot for him wife. Got Annie Murphy. So whatever, insert your show here where it's a sitcom just like that. Everybody loves Raymond, King, uh, of, Queens. King of Queens, things like that. It's a riff on that yes, where you dear. have the sitcom like that with the husband who's like, I'm Family funny. Guy. Yeah. And the wife who's hot. And then from what I could tell from the trailers, cause I haven't seen the show, the wife like exits the sitcom. 
sitcom-y uh, stage. Uh-huh. And when she exits the door with the laundry basket or whatever, it's like, oh, oh, this is a dark, like, Breaking Bad-style drama. Oh, like Because you see it from the wife's perspective. Sure. And there's shit going on. Uh-huh. Um, so that's the idea. It's a riff on that trope of the schlubby husband, mm-hmm. hot wife. But anyway, it's... It's meant for adults. It's TVMA. It's mm-hmm. airing on the network AMC. The I word mean, fuck is in the title. The word so. fuck is in the title. And there's like, if you look at the promotional posters, it's the wife giving two middle fingers to the camera, basically. <laughs> My mom asked if I'd watched it, but she called it... <laughs> She called it Kevin can go F himself because my mom's a fucking lady. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we've talked about One Million Moms, which is the Christian mom group that wants to get all the kids show. Girls. (laughs) Girl. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They want to get all the kids show canceled because they aired a lesbian couple that exists. Yeah, you hate to see it. Look at that commercial that featured a family with two mommies. Mm -hmm, Oh, my God. mm -hmm, Boycott, mm -hmm. boycott. And that's They're, why all children are gay now. Yes, it's it's a law. They're going after this show. And when I saw that email, I'm like, why? You're on I mean, email list? Are, I am on the no email No wonder list. they think they have a million followers. I, yeah, I know. I feed into that. <laughs> but I was like, what are you mad about? I, I mean, I know what the show the is generally about. Is it the title? I that assume. it has a title? Um, no. Oh. Here's from their email. This is from Monica Cole, who is their one member, their one mom. It is almost impossible to describe the depth of depravity found in the new sitcom Kevin Can Fuck Himself. Uh, They have asterisks in the actual title, which are replicated here. It airs on AMC with a TVMA rating, which, again, means for adults, mature adults, Mm -hmm. not for kids. Not for this woman who is not a mature adult. (laughs) The name itself tells you how awful the show is and needs to be taken off the air. Um, I'll just read one more just thing. Just mad at existing. Yeah. The new program is horrendous. The commercials alone show a woman giving the viewers the middle finger with both hands. <gasps> both the, hands. The language is terrible also. It is impossible to list every offense here. This dark and twisted sitcom is in its first season and needs to be its last. Okay. Here's what I'm trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. Why is she mad in an adult show aimed at adults that doesn't have anything to do with children and has no reason that a mom would want to... I mean, there are way more risque, dramatic, uh, nudity, violent shows on TV than this. Yeah. um, So why this? Why? I mean, there's nothing in there that says they're marketing it to kids. They're... I don't know what I don't know what she's mad about other than I feel like there's got to be a quota in her employment contract mm-hmm. that says you got to be angry every At 4 something. hours publicly. Yeah. And so she's like, "Oh no. Oh, yep, new show. Let's go." Yeah, they have AMC has The Walking Dead, they have Killing Eve, they have uh, she could God. be mad about oh, a lot of things. Oh, they had fucking Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, like yeah. they have shit to that's worth being well, no, I don't think it's worth being angry. They have shit that's ostensibly worse than like a sitcom that says the F word. <laughs> then in the a title. mom who displays emotions yeah. to the camera. Forget whatever horrible thing she may be doing. The whole thing of it is, hey, you know that mom on those shows? She has a life too. Right. She's not always happy go lucky. She's not always okay with what her husband does. It's a mom being a regular human. Well, and this mom is like, oh, look, you're ruining my TV family. Trope. And I know you can't 
protect your children from everything, but I would think like it's an not a- an airing AMC- after Daniel Tiger. Right. It's an AMC sitcom and not to like denigrate the good work that the people at AMC do, but it's not exactly like fucking Nick Jr. or yeah. or even NBC that arguably a kid might be watching. Like Right. It's not made for primetime on network TV. Wasn't it's Mad Men um on AMC too? Probably, yes. So They've dealt with adultery and swearing yeah. and just like full on fucking and I don't know what she's mad about other than like these are the same people who complain about cancel culture and here she is calling for a boycott of an adult show mm-hmm. aimed at adults mm-hmm. because she finds it vulgar, which all right, fine. You don't I mean, you don't have to watch it. But again, what are you mad about? I don't understand what this group's philosophy is cuz at least when they're complaining about lesbians on Blue's Clues or whatever they're mad about. I, it's like, okay, you're wrong. What is she mad about? Like, but at least your aim is like they're ruining kids' lives. Right. Or that's their script. What is she mad about here? I still haven't figured it out, and I read through the entire boycott press release. And it's not and that the, petition the she word wants everyone to sign. fuck is in the title where people can see it? No. So she just wants it pulled off the yard because she doesn't yes. like it. That is, yes, that's as far as I can well, tell. Well, good, because like, I have a list of a lot of shit that I think needs to get pulled off the <laughs> air. And um, if she if she finds any success, I'd like her to give me a call and, right. see, and see what we can do about that. Um, this is not national news of any kind, but I wanted to run this by you, and I want to see what you think about this. Okay. Did you see the spelling bee? Do you watch the spelling bee? No, I don't watch the spelling bee, but I know a black woman or a black girl one. A black girl one. She was fantastic. Last year, didn't like I watch six it. kids. It's like brown person tie? Super Bowl. Well, yeah, that's. I was gonna say yeah, I'm Octa white, Champs. but I thought that would be the Octachamps. They have a name. Get it right. <laughs> Show some respect. I'm sorry, did but we just disrespect thing. brown culture? How dare you? <laughs> if you're watching the spelling bee, here's the thing. Like, of course, the words are impossible. You've never heard of them, and those kids can spell it. Mm-hmm. That's the impressiveness of it all. But here's the thing. Like, if you watch the spelling bee and you take it mildly seriously, (laughs) what do those kids ask for when they are told what word to spell? The origin. Yeah, they want to know the origin. Why? Because if you know it comes from a certain country or a certain language of origin, Mm -hmm. you might be able to figure out, like, certain spellings or endings or beginnings. That stuff helps you Mm -hmm. if you know uh, the derivation of it, whatever. Yeah. Part of speech. Use it in a sentence because that might help you solve it. And again, you could see that throughout if you know the origin whatever okay you don't it doesn't matter if you know that but that's why those kids are asking those questions mm-hmm. and the idea is they're not just asking these kids to spell random obscure words right these are words you could theoretically figure out mm-hmm. if you know some stuff yeah it's it's sort of becomes sort of algebra at a point of like okay you need these elements and but like how do you come up with a ch sound is yeah. it cz is it ch and, and if you watch the commentary which is always amusing cuz it's on ESPN but you could see them saying <laughs> in their this, zone <laughs> yeah, you could see the commentators saying this kid looks like they're struggling i don't know that they know how to spell this and the problem is there's a schwa in the middle that could be any vowel. Uh, and that's where they're getting tripped up in their head right now, trying to figure out which one it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the whole point is there's a lot of the words that you could theoretically figure out if you knew enough. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're trying to do in spelling. Okay, that's why I don't, that's why it wouldn't be, it would totally be a stupid thing to do if they gave the kids random obscure words that they could not figure out. 
that okay. they maybe had never heard of. Because what's the point of that? And this is the common criticism of the spelling bee. Who cares? How does this help you in life? It's like a party trick. It doesn't actually help you because they're spelling words no one actually uses by and large. But again, the argument from the spelling people is, no, it's about word origins and roots. And, you and can linguistics. And linguistics. And yeah, parts okay. of speech. We've talked about this anti-gay hate preacher, uh, Jonathan Shelley, the steadfast Baptist church in Texas. Mm -hmm. We talked about him because he's all for the execution of gay people by the government. He thinks the Bible calls for that. I'm not even talking about that right now. <laughs> His church announced this week they're having a conference coming up. They're going to have a Bible spelling bee. And oh. I was like, okay, I want to I know what your rules are. How does this actually work? And they, they literally put out there, I mean, I, I don't know where they got this from, but they have a little document that explains, here's what we're asking kids to do if they want to participate. Mm -hmm. And it says, for little kids, here's the word list. Sure. We'll give it to you. Here's the basics. Here's the advanced mm -hmm. for the little kids. And you know what? If everyone does awesome on the advanced, we'll move up to the next level. Okay, fine. But the words are straight up just, we stole these words from, um, not stole, we took these words from the Bible, mm -hmm. the King James Version of the Bible. Here are the words. I mean, some of the words are like funny I mean, because they're like infidel, reprobate, <laughs> concubine. So these are for the older kids, right? Some of, yes. Okay. Um, but also they have <laughs> Toddlers words. aren't spelling concubine. Yeah, I know. No, toddlers <laughs> have to spell evil, vile, tempt. Um, there, there are words that are not controversial at all too. But here's my problem with it. What is the point of that other than to Tempt. memorize the spelling? That's it. Yeah. That's why I think this is a stupid idea. This is just a pet peeve. This is not a big issue. I'm saying this is a stupid spelling bee that awards kids for sitting down and memorizing stuff they don't need to know, uh -huh. as opposed to the actual spelling bee you see on TV, which rewards linguistics. This is just, can you spell the long word in the Bible? How do you spell Beelzebub? Can you figure it out? Like, no, if you don't know it, you're screwed. That's a stupid thing to do. It's like saying, let's memorize Bible verses. Who cares? Tell me the context. Tell me why anyone needs to know this verse. What is the point of memorizing it? They've had Bible B shows. Jeff Foxworthy hosted a Bible game show. And it's all stupid because there's no understanding of anything needed. I don't know why you're laughing at me. I'm very mad about this. Because <laughs> now I know what it's like to be Hemet and, and have a person rambling passionately. I hate you so much right now. I will um, die on a hill to fight against <laughs> these stupid Bible spelling bees where you they're like, what are you, if they don't know Deuteronomy, what are you going to do to help them out? Make nothing. them watch more There's cats. nothing you can do. Um... It's wasting time, and I know this is like the 97th thing that's wrong with this church, but come on. But, if you're going to have a B, tell the kids to learn but something. But their whole thing is memorizing the Bible. Like, they yes. do it like party tricks. I know, I, I know. And so I agree with you, but once, once again, as often is the case, I agree with you, but I'm concerned by your surprise in this situation all they do is memorize shit that's everybody's favorite thing is like can you quote um num number and verse? i don't like Chapter memorizing rain okay no i people said this about jeopardy it's like oh it's a trivia show you just no. know stupid stuff and of course the argument is no like that show as opposed to i don't know name your other trivia show who wants to be a millionaire which is do you know this if you don't know it you're pretty much screwed 
Whereas, and it's multiple choice. And it's multiple is, choice, but like different. at least on Jeopardy, which is open ended, it's like no, they kind of give you a clue in there if you know what to look for. Sure, no, I, I can defend that. I can defend the actual spelling bee. I can't defend memorize the spelling of a long Bible word as if you are accomplishing anything to be proud of. Do you ever do bar trivia? Uh, no, because I also find that stupid. Well, there we go. <laughs> I think I just figured now, it out. Some of them might be able to answer, ask interesting questions. But again, it's the pub trivia problem is a lot of the stuff they ask is if you don't know it, there's no way to figure it out. You either know it or you don't. Counterpoint. Counterpoint, you're drunk. It doesn't even matter. Counterpoint, bar trivia is awesome. Second counterpoint in the one I go to or used to go to in the before times, they would play a little song that had a little clue in it. So up yours, McGillicuddy. <laughs> That's from 30 Rock. Nice. I'm not very funny today. Um, Okay. First of all, I recently was uh, listening to a podcast that talked about spelling bees that I think you'd appreciate. It's called Word Matters. It's by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. They're like a little... Where I get all my podcasts. Where you get... (laughs) Listen, everybody makes fun of me for listening to this podcast, but guess what? It's really very interesting. And they just talked about why spelling bees are important because you learn about origins of words and how languages work and how like a French... If you know something is French versus Latin-based, it's going to be a different thing. It's a very good podcast. Um, it turns out when we use like fancy words, we use French words, but when we use like more ordinary words, we use Latin based words. Anyway, the English language is really cool. Did you know no other, um, languages in the world have to have a spelling bee because they make sense? That's a hundred percent true thing. I like, like I believe it. Like if you've ever, t- do you speak any other languages? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, could I do anything in the language? No. So I took Spanish growing up and I, can, I, I can understand Gujarati. I couldn't spell it for you. Or I was, was yeah. going to say like, I don't know because it's a different alphabet. Yeah. That's a whole different fucking kettle of fish, but, um, lost my train of thought. I guess it was boring. Oh no. Good. When you learn Spanish, at least it's like you hear a word and you know how it's spelled because every letter makes one sound and that sound only changes if there's like an accent or so, but it's internally consistent. I'm like, The English language, which is a waking nightmare that we all have to live through every day. (laughs) Yes. I'm done. End of rant. End of rant. (laughs) End of English language rant. (laughs) So I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, I can't wait to hear about this. Yeah. I I was trying to get a present for my parents who are like notoriously hard to please. (laughs) So, okay, get this. I took a picture of my kids, one of the few that like, oh, that's a cute picture. Yeah. I uploaded it at a place called paintyourlife.com. And they said, I mean, the whole point of the site is they said they could turn it into a professional hand-painted image Mm -hmm. of pretty much anything. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, well, here's the picture. And over the course, like, I got to pick the artist. I don't know who the artists are, but they recommend some. Or I could say, or I say, you pick. And I'm fine with whoever you choose. I had a bunch of opportunities to see drafts of the painting as Uh they're going along saying like, do you want to modify this in any way? Do you want, I mean, they're very, it makes it very easy to say, can you change this or can you fix this? Or like, Oh, their, their hair is off kilter Uh there. Do whatever. So like multiple chances to do that and like super easy. So this week I finally got the final product and I showed it to my mom and like her face is one I've never seen for myself Uh uh where uh it's like, it's, she enjoyed it, and she's like, oh, this is, like, an actual nice... Wow. She loved that. Are you saying you 
made your mother happy for the first time that's in your exactly, miserable life? That's exactly what I'm getting at. So, like, awesome gift. It's super personal. Do you have an image of it? Can I come look? Um, not on me right now, Ugh. but I will show it to you. Uh, it's personal. It's different. They will take any picture you've got. And the quality, I will say, super awesome. Cool. Um, so just to give you some more information here, if you go to paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. <laughs> and right now they have a limited time offer. You can get 20% off your painting, 20% off and free shipping. And to get that special offer, text the word FRIENDLY to 64,000. That's friendly to 64,000. If you text friendly to 64,000, uh, paint your life. We'll give you that 20% off. Cool. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply. You can read that at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Mm -hmm. Again, text friendly to 64,000. Thank am you gonna, for sponsoring the show. Am I going to be able to see that when I have my weekly tea drink tea with your mom? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> how this show works. Every Monday morning, me and Hemant's mom, whose name is... Patty, yeah. sit down and have a little cup of tea and talk about Hemet and his life and how he's failed us both. That is exactly how my life works. <laughs> Me and Patty have a very close relationship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wanted to run this by you. Tell me if this makes sense. This is from a uh, Christian conspiracy theorist named uh, Hank Kahneman. Uh, he says that this year is, uh, we just celebrated July 4th, that marks the 245th year mm. of america is that the plastic present or twine present gold, uh, gold yeah present. i don't know what 245 is but no, gold is 50 <laughs> here's what he says he says that is proof troglodyte donald trump is coming back to office because <laughs> he's the 45th president because he's the 45th president and one means he's not going to have one term and yeah, it's 245th oh, birthday. So <laughs> the second two terms for uh, President 45. But he'd be 47, though. If he comes back, that's a very interesting point to bring up that Thank none you. of these 45 people ever listen to. But also, as Right Wing Watch pointed out, next year will be the 246th year of America's existence. Does that so mean, mean Joe, Joe Biden, Biden gets two terms? And for some reason... Hank Kahneman did not address that when he was telling us why he's coming back. Well, also, it's not an election year. Doesn't matter. So just Doesn't. the fact that 145, 245 just exists in the world? Yeah. Like, if I count the stairs on my steps, does that mean <laughs> that's how many children I'm going to have? I think we talked about this before, but um, I think during the college football championship game like earlier this year there's a pastor johnny enlow who's also a conspiracy theorist and he held up the final score yes. alabama won the game 52 to 24 i forgot if that was this year or the year no i think it was this year this year alabama won 52 to 24 <laughs> so he holds up a sign saying 24 to 52 circles the four and the five in the middle mm -hmm. and the twos on the outside he's like see fucking argue with Proof. that nerds trump's coming back and you're like you could do that with anything you want Those that's people are so dumb that's how delusions work like we're so pattern seeking it is <laughs> almost like i'm shocked our race has lasted this long with how bad we are at seeking patterns yes okay i am tr i want to know your thoughts on this. There is a pro-life 
pro-life activist. Mm. His name is, I think, Nick Vujicic. I don't know how to say his last name. His name is Nick. If he Um, does not have a uterus, I am not that interested (laughs) in hearing what he has to say. His entire thing is he was born without arms or legs, so he doesn't have limbs, needs help along the way, Mm -hmm. and he presents himself as a motivational speaker, Mm -hmm. as like, I can overcome this, you could do anything. Okay, fine, cool. Um, He's also proudly evangelical and speaks to mostly church audiences, which, all right, fine, you do you. But here's one thing uh, that he did recently. He said on a, on a website that he was doing some research and he found out that most of the big banks in America, he said, regularly donate to organizations that support the murder of babies through abortion. Okay, mm. forget the rhetoric about the abortion. I'm like, when do, like, Chase? Banks? Yeah, when do banks donate to, like, Planned Parenthood? And also, sorry, are we looking at banks to be, like, the bastions of morality in our culture? Who yeah, gives right? a fuck what banks do? They suck. They, okay, so, but also, they also don't suck because of <laughs> where their donations go. That's the thing. For I don't even care about the banks here. It's okay. like, when do they, where are you getting this information from that they're donating to abortion causes? Okay, how and did the, he phrase it exactly? He they, said his bank that he used to use, his uh-huh. bank along with most others, regularly donate to organizations that support the murder of babies That support. That's but, a pretty loose word. Yeah. As far as I could tell, and this is the only thing I've been able to figure out, uh-huh. a lot of the bigger banks... They tell their employees, if you make a donation to a nonprofit, we will match it. Oh, and, sure. But that applies to any nonprofit group. Theoretically, it could be the NRA if you wanted it to be or whatever. Could it Name be a your, church? Uh, I think it has to be a registered federal nonprofit. I don't know okay. if they allow churches or not in that. But whatever their policy sure. is, they say if it's a nonprofit and it's okay, uh, you donate there, we will match your donation because we want to support people giving to charity or right. whatever it is. That's the only thing I can imagine. Maybe employees of these banks gave to a place like Planned Parenthood, so Chase had to match it or something like that. Sure, sure. And so this guy is saying, look, they're supporting abortion. Okay, whatever his broken brain reasoning (laughs) is here, he is now starting his own bank. He's calling it. I was going to sarcastically suggest (laughs) he should just start his own bank. It's called, wait for it. I'm so excited. Pro-Life Bank. One word. Oh, <laughs> is it a like camel case? Like, is the L and the B are they capitalized? Uh, yes, PLB. Uh, that's the working title. Oh, it is. That's yeah. not their final draft. And on their website, first thought, best thought, my dude. Come on, <laughs> trust your instincts. One of his buddies, her name is Betsy Gray. She runs one of those Christian crisis pregnancy centers. That's mm. like a fake abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. But if you go in there, they don't actually help you. I think we have one of those by our Planned Parenthood. We may very well have. Yeah. So he's starting it with her, and here's what she says on their website. After three weeks of research, our board treasurer was quite shocked to report there was not such a bank in our city that doesn't support abortion. (laughs) Oh, Um, After much lamenting and prayer, I felt called by God to start a pro-life bank that not only supports the lives of unborn children, but also is aligned with all of God's principles. You think they're FDIC insured? Okay, so this is where this is where like I have all my questions. You can't just start a bank. Yeah, if I wanted to start a friggin' restaurant, I don't know what to do because I've never done it. So I would surround myself with people who know what they're doing. As far as I can tell, it's yeah. just these two and their buddies. Why would you be dumb enough Let's say they get this off the ground. This is going to turn into a pyramid scheme, scheme <laughs> almost immediately. I guarantee it. 
Like, don't you, couldn't you see that happening of like, okay, you know, everybody puts in a thousand dollars and then you have your checking account and you can get it out whenever you want, but, um, you can't get it out for the first, you know, month. It has to <laughs> sit there. And if you recruit other people into the bank, then that's going to up your limit. Like they this is going to be a pyramid scheme, period. If it was, I would be like, all right, it's a scam. I've seen scams before. But here's the thing. They make it sound like they're doing this totally legit. I know every scam does that. But they say on the website, this will be, I'm quoting here, a full service bank, comma, FDIC insured. Like, really? That's what they're FDIC approved, which I don't know if that's the same thing or not. But basically, it's no, definitely not the same thing. There's so many things about, like, does your bank know how to do bank stuff? Can I buy a checkbook from you? How would you go about making a checkbook? I don't, like I said, I don't know how to start a family restaurant if I wanted to. But I think step one would be get someone who has done it before and do it. I don't, I'm not going to some mom and pop (laughs) bank if I can help it, even if they've been around for a while, because I don't know if you know what you're doing. I, I'm obsessed I with this. Say this what you will about banks. Like, I have, I've never thought twice about, like, well, is Chase safe? Like, it's fine. I never have to think about a bank account. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, we it's should, fine. but we don't. Right. I don't know what to make of this. I'm not even calling them scammers here. I'm just no. like, I don't trust any two people who are like, we're just starting a bank sure. from scratch. And we're doing it because we're Christian and we're going to make sure our bank isn't supportive of abortion. Which So what? I'm going to, okay, a few things to talk about. First of all, I'm not accusing them of actually trying to scam people. I just think that as soon as they like quote unquote get it up and running or whatever, they are accidentally going to have a pyramid scheme on their hands because they're going to have to keep bringing funds to like, Payback people. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, I don't know a ton about banking either. I was illustriously fired from one <laughs> a few years ago, but I did learn a little something while I was there. Apparently, not enough. Um, I did learn. I don't think. I don't think you, as a bank, can tell your constituents, your customers how to spend their money. So Are they going to give like home mortgages and they're like, well, we're going to spy on you. And <laughs> if we know what you're doing in your spare time and we don't find it Christian. If you run your debit card at Planned Parenthood, the fucking bank cops are coming for yeah. me. What for if you? you're a gay couple that wants to open a joint account? No? Is no. that just off the menu? I, I have so many questions about this. None of them. And by the way, I would be asking the exact same questions if any oh. two people are like, we're just opening a Listen, bank. The whole Come banks are too big to <laughs> fail thing is obviously very destructive. Go ahead. I mean, churches ask for 10%. These guys are like, give us all your money. Right? We got you. Do you think they automatically <laughs> withdraw tithes for oh, their desired churches? Like so many questions. And by the way, their website is pretty much just their bios. I was like, going to say, just, they say they're FDIC approved, which is a phrase I've never heard, but again, got fired from a bank. FDIC insured. FDIC, FDIC is there a seal for the FDIC or does know. it just say the letter is FDIC? Here's what I found on their website. The name a logo, their bios, and I did sign up for email updates because I want to know how the shit show's going down. What does their logo look like? Uh, it just says the words oh, in like okay. blue font. That, <laughs> I, I actually know. thought in my head it's going to be blue, I bet. Yeah, and who's going to fall for this? It's going to be like old people who don't know like that they're being 
sucked into a very bad web here. Okay. It's not going to end well. And I can't wait to see how they screw this up. Because there's no way this is going to work. It can't. No, Two, it you won't. You can't just start your own damn bank. No. Can you? That is... I don't know. Listen, if you've started a bank, get in touch with us. Like, honestly, I kind of wish they had backtracked even further and started, like, a general store and just sold <laughs> right? sacks of flour and stuff yeah. like that. You can't run the Etsy shop well. I have questions about your bank. By the way, here's to make you feel better. Here's uh-huh. Nick a couple of, oh, was it a month or two ago? It was a little while ago. He said one reason he's not an atheist is because he experienced God in his life. Uh, because he felt the presence in one time he was in a hotel and he felt the presence of, and I'm quoting here, 10 foot tall demons, five foot wide, who walked in through my San Francisco hotel room. And that's it. Um, he also said the reason he's starting his bank is because uh, this is from the recent article. Mm-hmm. Once I got kicked out of a bank with no warning. They froze my credit cards, froze my debit cards. They gave me a letter to say they did a review of me as a client and they don't want anything to do with me. And he says that to imply he's being persecuted for his conservative views. That's not it, though. Which is totally not it. That's not, like, do you know who the banks do business with? Anybody. Literally anybody. anybody. They will take your money so hard. Like, they're canceling your account, presumably, because there's a problem with the money you're spending or taking in, or, like, you're doing something shady. Or there's maybe a mistake. I don't know. But, like, I don't, I definitely... Don't trust the guy who's like, I'm going to start a bank from scratch, who had to have his account (laughs) shut down by his real bank because they're like, we can't work with you anymore. Do you think when Elizabeth Warren said she wanted to break the banks that this is what she had in mind? Like, (laughs) they're fulfilling Elizabeth Warren's dream. Mom and pop bank on every corner. (laughs) Also, I looked it up. I don't think FTIC approved is anything unless it's just like part of their process. That they, like, got approved to apply or something like that? Go but, sign like, up. Join me in this bank. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's going to be such a mess for them. Again. Do you think it's going to be brick and mortar? I, or gen- versus just online? Just online? I don't know. Just it online would be smarter, but they're starting a bank, so they're not smart. Like, how are they going to do I, How do you do that? And how are they going to F this up? There's oh so my God. many possible I am ways. calling pyramid scheme. I'm throwing my hat over the fence on this one. It is going to be an like, accidental here's pyramid what's, scheme. Here's what's actually going to happen. They got a little bit of publicity from anti-abortion websites for saying they were going to do this. Yeah. And they're, it's just not going to happen. No. It'll fade away. Nothing will I come of it because they haven't done anything right. other than start up a website. Um, and so I might guess nothing <sighs> happens. No one. I've made a note to myself like... Go check back on this. Yeah, in a little while. like Let's six see. months. Yeah, right. Let's see how this is going. I mean, I feel like if they wanted to do something financially irresponsible, they should have just started like a like a credit card. Seems more of a thing that somebody could just start, like a yeah. pro life credit card, and all your fucking points or whatever go to. Just say you're starting know. cryptocurrency and get money that way. That's Listen, a scam that works no, no matter what you're doing. No rules anymore in the financial business. No rules. Just right. Just like Outback. After we're done with this, we should talk about our own cryptocurrency. I don't know what that means, but I assume we could just start one. Well, they'd be called FAPs for Friendly Atheist Podcast. And yes. one FAP... W- oh, gross. Yeah, I'm nice so job. sorry. Nice job. This is all on you. You named your fucking thing Friendly Atheist. I still have to do... I, I still I have to talk FAP to people funny. and post... 
I knew that going into it too. I this wo- <laughs> this really sweet woman who I've been volunteering with for like five years. She and I were talking, and I said something about because um, I, I was in Kentucky, and I was like, oh, I had a meetup for my podcast, which I thought I had told her about already. Yeah. And she was like, oh, what's your podcast? And I was like, motherfucker, I thought we did this like four <laughs> years ago. And she had just sort of lived with it. But she was like, mm, okay. I don't think she hates me, but um, there's always a risk. Uh, I think it's really, she would dislike me before because I have a podcast and not because it's an atheist podcast. I mean, that's just a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Boy, yes. we're deeply dislikable people, huh? <laughs> okay, go. All podcast hosts are that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're just less male and white, <laughs> prospectively. Yes. There Respectively. is, this is a sad story. This happened a couple of years ago, and I covered it then. We may have talked about it then, but there's been an update. Uh, in 2018, there was an 18-year-old boy. Uh, his name is Mason. He took his own life. Really awful, really sad. His parents, Jeff and Linda, were thinking mm-hmm. uh, they're Catholic. They were going to have a Catholic funeral for their son. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, they got a local priest, not someone they knew personally, just a local priest to do to do the eulogy, to run the service. Okay. The guy's name is Reverend Don LaQuesta. He is made it at a Catholic church or is it at a funeral uh, home? At a Catholic church, I okay. believe. Okay. I don't know if that's relevant, but he's running a Catholic service. And he just made everything worse. Um, and imagine, like, not just a funeral, but, like, for your child. It's awful. Uh, he made everything worse. Besides, his parents did not tell the, uh, the priest why their son died, how he died. Mm-hmm. It wasn't relevant. Talk about his life, right? Right. No, he brought up the word suicide multiple times. He also said his method of death should block him, could block him from getting into I heaven. I remember this. Um, which... I think from his perspective, Jesus. he's like, this is Catholic dogma. Yeah. If you do that, you are in trouble with if God. If this, then that. That's how Catholicism works. Um, the catechism of the church says suicide is contrary to love for the living God, whatever. That doesn't um, mean anything. There's some language that offers leeway for people dealing with mental health in the catechism, but like, I don't want to give them credit. Uh, but anyway, they were so upset because they asked this priest before the service to honor his life. Talk about how he lived, not how he died, which is not a weird thing to ask no. at all. And the parents told the news later, like he was up, I'm quoting, he was up there condemning our son, pretty much calling him a sinner. He, he wondered if he had repented enough to make it to heaven. Jesus. There were actually a couple of younger boys who were Mason's age who left the church sobbing. Yeah. And this is according to the dad. People told me there was almost a smirk on his face as these people were walking out of the thing. So anyway. Fuck this guy. Yeah, it was horrible. Jesus. So this happened years ago. The parents sued him, the church that he belongs to, the diocese. Basically, they sued um, the priest, Our Lady of Mount Carmel Parish, and the Archdiocese of Detroit for $25,000 plus punitive damages and attorney's fees Hmm. for the trauma that they put the parents through. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing that and thinking, like, I feel horrible for the family for obvious reasons. And what happened was awful. I don't don't really know what your case is here. Because a priest can say whatever crazy shit he wants. And, of course, it's awful. I've I've spent the past 15 years trying to tell you how awful it is. Like, what did he do that's illegal? I don't know the answer to that. And causing trauma is horrible. Also not illegal. Just ask anyone who's been through a breakup. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. Um, and so that was the question. Like, I don't really know if you're going to win here, even though I, I'm feeling for you. 
So they lost the lawsuit. They appealed the case. And now the, this week, the Michigan Court of Appeals just said, sorry, the earlier court was right. Yeah. Uh, they said in the decision, which was unanimous, Father LaQuesta's conduct was protected by the ecclesiastical abstention doctrine, basically saying we don't get involved with the way sure. the church runs things. As such, the judges said, we cannot pass judgment on the content of a sermon. Isn't he a judge? Uh, That's all he does. Which, oh, pass yeah, judgment. I mean, yeah, Sorry. we cannot pass judgment on this because yeah. it's a church thing. It's sure. not a legal thing. Consequently, all of plaintiff's claims necessarily fail. Which makes sense to me. Which does make sense. Like, church doesn't get involved. I mean, but again, I think if there's any takeaway here, which is not a legal takeaway, it's don't expect a religious leader to be a decent human. Well. They can be. They don't have to be. I know. And the Catholic Church over and over do shows us why they know this dude? Like, did I, they attend... I don't know. I don't know what their relationship was with the diocese, uh-huh. if they were practicing, if they were, which a lot of people are, like, I'm Catholic. I don't go to church, but I am Catholic. Yeah. And if something bad happens, yeah. I, I want a Catholic. I want a Catholic something, something, because I'm used to that. Right. I, maybe that was their relationship, but they clearly didn't know this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I can tell, the church, uh, the diocese had said at the time, we're not going to let him do any more funerals. That was their public response to this. So brave. But I, th- that's it. They didn't like get rid of the guy. And did they admit that what he said was wildly inappropriate? I think they did at the okay. time. And they said, as a result, we're not going to let him do okay. funerals. But again, they didn't say he was wrong. Mm-hmm. They didn't say like, cause again, you could point to the catechism and say, everything he said is by the book. Right. It's just horrible. There's yeah, plenty of stuff in terrible. the Catholic church. I could say that about. Like, I know it's in your rules, doesn't make it right. Yeah. The last time I went to a funeral was at a Catholic church and a friend of mine who had died by suicide. And Jesus, if that had, if he had tried to pull that shit, I would have lost. Well, I would have left. I probably wouldn't have, like, rushed to the altar or whatever. Is it an altar? Pulpit. Sure. Anyway. Um, this is God, a, what a nightmare. different story that will, you can make fun of this guy and you'll feel good about it. Yay. Uh, do you remember Matt Powell? He's the creationist who uh, made a video a little while ago that said evolution is racist. Yes. Because evolution says we evolved from African Americans, but African Americans are still alive today. And like, how do you think Such that makes them feel? Fundamental misunderstanding. Yeah. Can I just before I'm not, I don't even want to talk about that, but that's oh, what he said before. Uh, and it's like, first of all, we didn't descend from African Americans. Well, that's I not think how an it works. Important thing, okay, I'm so sorry, I can't not say this. Um, I think an important thing to that that people often misunderstand about about um evolution is this idea that evolution was leading toward something as right. if like there's no end goal with human at the end. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so to say, quote unquote, we evolved from monkeys, but monkeys still exist, which is at best reductive doesn't mean we are better than monkeys. So we have bypassed the need for monkeys (laughs) as a planet. It just means that we continued evolving down a different path and that's okay. You know how like I'm only five, four, I stopped growing after five, four, but my husband's like five, 11. He kept growing. He's not more evolved than me. (laughs) He just grew on a different path. Giraffes are more evolved than all of us. I don't know if that was a great, metaphor it's okay here's his latest one tell me if you want (laughs) to break okay i'm ready i don't have the transcript in front of me so i'm gonna honestly paraphrase what he's getting at because i and i do think this is accurate to what he's trying to say okay i'm excited he said evolutionists Mm -hmm. that was his word evolutionists say they want to save endangered species 
which mm-hmm. is true. Sometimes we do say that. Like, let's save the whatevers. He said, whatever. You couldn't think of a single animal. Uh, pandas? Sure. Uh, sure. Giant pandas. He says, because you want to save endangered species, that means there are endangered species. There are species that are going extinct. That's part two of that argument. Uh-huh. There are species going extinct, which no one's denying. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's where it gets weird. But according to evolution, I'm quoting here, according to evolution, species should be getting created all the time, dot, 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 through natural selection. Species are being created all the time? Yeah, I guess his thinking is, if evolution is true, then like new species pop out every couple of days or something like that. Oh, is he a young earth creationist? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. okay. So, so that explains a lot about like, his terrible Where do we get plans. all these animals from? Because evolution creates them all the time yeah. from nothing. If we've only been around for 6,000 years, we need new species of ants every mm, 15 seconds. Yeah. And I think his argument here is that why are you worried about species that go extinct? Because through evolution, new ones will appear... <laughs> So what are you so upset about? I, and here's what I think he's getting at. He's getting at like, you want to save those species because deep down, you know that no new species are getting created. So you got to save the ones you have. Ha ha, checkmate. You don't believe in evolution. Here's what he actually said. Wowza. By trying to save the animals, evolutions are admitting, quote, evolution will never invent these new species. Through natural selection. Okay. <laughs> I, had to, I had to take a while to process how many so ways he got that wrong. thinks that the earth lives in a, <laughs> with a one-in-one-out policy of yes. species. Yes. And because evolution isn't poofing new monkeys into existence and new gorillas and rhinos and pandas, we have to save them at all costs. Because I think he thinks... So what if the black rhino disappears? Right. You'll just get a new species. Isn't that how evolution works? That's how he thinks we think. Wow. Okay. I, I will. I have to say that at first I thought he was almost driving to a salient point. And I had a really good argument against the point I thought he was making. <laughs> what did teed you up? think he was going to go so with? So I thought he was going with. Um, so you believe in evolution. You think that, you know, nature has created these, these, these species, but if these species are going extinct, that means it's natural for them to die off and you trying to quote unquote save. Why are you going against nature? Exactly. Mm. And so I had a lot of shit teed up for Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, but apparently he didn't even bother making a smart argument. (laughs) Which I think that would be an argument worth making. The argument against it is for sure, well, humans live here now and we make it our business to fuck shit up. So right. so it's not like they just happen to go extinct. We killed all the dodo birds. They didn't just all like yeah. die one day. And I was try- like, okay, why are we trying to save endangered species? There's a few different reasons. I mean, just to point off a few that I could think of immediately. Some it's of them, one of God's creatures? You could argue that if you're a creationist. <laughs> yep. If God poofed all these animals into existence, wouldn't you want to save them too? But I want to be clear. He is not arguing against saving endangered species. That wasn't the purpose no, no, of no, his no. thing. Correct. He's just saying, I think, doesn't it show something weird about the fact that you care about them? Okay. So I don't want to argue why we shouldn't save endangered species because that's not. not what he's arguing. Of course so, not. Um, why would we want to save them? One, because... 
maybe they look awesome. They're aesthetically pleasing. Uh-huh. You like the pandas. You like the rhinos mm-hmm. or the, the elephants. Hey, pandas are really fucking cute. Yeah. So maybe you want to save them for that reason. But even scientifically, they belong to an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. If you lose a part of a large ecosystem, mm-hmm. who knows what the ripple effects of that could be mm-hmm. and who suffers because a certain animal or part of the food web isn't there anymore. Yeah, especially alpha predators like you know, lions, tigers, yeah, so et cetera. We can't, we don't want to lose them. We don't know what could happen. Mm-hmm. Another reason is these things have evolved as long as everything else has. Mm-hmm. There may be something in their genes that makes them immune to something or another. Mm-hmm. We may, there may be secrets hidden in their genetic code that we haven't figured out yet that we could harness and use in some meaningful way, maybe soon. But if those creatures are gone, we will not know that and we won't have access to that. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, those are off the top of my head. Those are reasons we might want to save endangered species. We're not doing it for shits and giggles. Right. And also, like, these aren't, like you said, they're not naturally dying off. We're right. poaching some of these animals. Yeah. Like, or we are, tearing down we are making them extinct. It's not even an asteroid here mm-hmm. anymore. So that's why we want to save them. Also, species that they don't just get magically created by evolution yeah like and i i i think when i think of evolution i tend to think of like insects and rodents and very small animals because that seems to be where we see more like speciation in terms of like these ants are technically very similar but they can't reproduce so they're technically two different species which is i think how species work, but I'm not... Speciation. Speciation. Yeah, there may be uh, catastrophic events or things that are out of our control that lead species to develop Mm. and stuff. I'm not going to try to biologize my way out of this because I'm going to get it wrong. Right. But the point is, like, evolution is always occurring. It's occurring slowly. Mm -hmm. It's occurring imperceptibly to us. We are evolving now. It doesn't mean we're all suddenly going to be new species tomorrow. Right. Right. But evolution is happening. Species occur... But again, right. the point is you're not going to get that rhino right. back. Right. But but what I what I was trying to say was is that like sure may, maybe at the same time as the black rhino goes extinct somehow like we see a new strain of ants. But we're not going to see, like even if it is a one in one out policy, which again it's super the- isn't. It's not as if they're going to put in a they being evolution, I guess. <laughs> A new, you know, a new large mammalian grazer is going, isn't going to exist. It's going to be like a fucking dung beetle. Matt Powell has said this in other videos, which shows his ignorance on evolution, which is that he thinks all mutations are always bad inherently. It's the word mutate. It's like, no, some mutations. Oh, he's just seen X-Men too many times. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, no, mutations aren't necessarily bad. They help us grow and evolve like as a species. We say using our human mouths with tongues and lips. (laughs) There's a famous thought experiment about evolution. I think Stephen Jay Gould is the guy who really popularized this, but the question, and I think Dawkins has written about it in The God Delusion, but, or no, not in The God Delusion, one of his other books. Probably The Greatest Show on Earth. Maybe. Uh, He said, the question goes like this like if you could rewind time from when that first single-celled organism like was Mm -hmm. alive if you could basically rewind the tape of evolution and start over Mm -hmm. what would we see today like how would our species or any species how would the world evolve how would living organisms evolve if you could start over Mm -hmm. and the the way they talk about it is saying like look pretty much every creature living creature has sight 
We don't have the same looking eyes per se, mm-hmm. but sight seems like something that would develop. But similar, everything. two of them in most cases. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Some creatures have more. Some creatures do it differently. Sure. But perceiving the like light rays, mm-hmm. that is a thing that seems pretty universal. Mm-hmm. Flight seems like a pretty universal trait that would evolve mm-hmm. over time. But the whole point is, would you see humans again, the way we know us today, if you rewound the tape and started over? Probably not, and definitely not in the way we are presented today, right. with the same look and sound and feel mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. It, we would start over from scratch. You would see a very different world. And that's another reason you want to preserve these endangered species. Because mm-hmm. again, if you lose that animal, mm-hmm. you're not getting it back. You're not getting a close relative right. back. There are other species that are created, but it's not the same. Right. So as much as you can prevent it, you don't want to lose these things. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get any of that. And the thing is, he's making up these definitions of evolution that no actual evolution <laughs> evolutionary biologist uh-huh. would accept. Then he doubles down on it, oh, makes good. a video where he's like, I totally know this. To me, he sounds like one of those intro to physics students who's like, I think every astrophysicist is wrong about relativity. <laughs> and that's the right reaction right there, where it's like, it's oh. not that they're always right about everything. It's that of all the people to challenge them on it, you're not the person. Right. You don't know what you are talking about. Right, right, right. And that's how every video by this guy feels. Oh, by the way, I didn't even get to the last part of his two-minute video. This is all a two-minute video, and about 30 seconds was pure fluff. (laughs) At the end of his video, here's the message he has for his creationist viewers. I'm quoting here. What atheists are admitting to is that they're making up or make, oh, I'm sorry, I, I need to go back. He said, you know what else about atheists? Like, they don't, if you ask them, what's your purpose in life? You know what they're going to say? We all make our own purpose in life, as opposed to him, because he's living for God or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So he says, what atheists are admitting is that they're making up or make believing a purpose for life. They don't think there actually is any purpose. And so they say, well, I'll just make up a purpose. That's make believe, folks. These people are make-believers. No. And that's his reason for why no one should listen to atheists. The guy who believes Adam and Eve were two legitimate first people in the world is like, these other people make-believe things. You shouldn't trust them. Yeah, I don't like this kind of bullshit. I don't like that kind of, like, so they're making it up, so they're (laughs) make-believers. So, like... To what end? Fiction dude? writers make things up. They're make believers. People don't listen to them. Like just genuinely though. Like, what point was he trying to make? To what end? Go fucking poach a rhino? Like it doesn't matter. Who cares? Like I don't. What to what end? Besides, I just want to disagree with any liberal view, <laughs> which is save the planet and save. This man is making an argument. Against preserving Wait, animals. I'm, I'm stopping you there. Oh. He's not making an argument against, because I saw this in a bunch of comments. He's not making an argument against, like, not saving the species. He's not saying, no, let's kill them off. He's not saying that. He just, us doing that makes us hypocrites. Yes, that's his point. Well, I mean, listen. Like, he's wrong, less, but for different reasons. It's less aggressively evil than. <laughs> Go hunt a rhino, which was yeah, I, I yeah. thought his thesis statement was. But this it's is the not same guy who great. once saw a Photoshop like from a TV show, fictional show oh, no. of a bunch of guys from the Civil War, quote unquote, like because they were dressed up that way. Uh. There was a black and white photo of guys from the Civil War with a pterodactyl in front of them. It was for a TV show that was 
mocking that idea. And he's like, mm. that photo proves that dinosaurs and humans lived at the same time. You're fucking lying no, to me. No, that's what he actually said. And everyone's like, it's from a TV show. It's not real. That's not a real photo of something from like 150 some years ago. Oh my God. And he did not understand that. There, no, 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 no. Listen, I am not going to accept that he didn't understand that. He just refused to back down when he realized he was wrong. I, Hemet, Hemet, you know how low my opinion is of all of these people. I, refuse to believe that this man truly in his heart believes that we have a photograph of men during the civil war with a pterodactyl. Think of all the things I just said and how dumb all of them are. It's, it's well documented. What show that was created for? I don't remember. But if they look up pterodactyl, Pterodactyl Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. Probably you'll, you'll really find narrow the, down my choices. You'll figure out the real story behind that. <laughs> um, all right. One last one for you. Yes. Uh, be, and I don't want to... I'm skipping another story. I want to get to this one, though. We've talked about those residential schools in Canada. Yeah. They have these mass grave sites, which is awful. These residential schools were predominantly Catholic-run institutions mm-hmm. that wanted to commit cultural genocide, take indigenous kids... In the fold and, yourself. and basically convert them into Catholicism. And if you get sick, and by the way, these places are not sanitary mm-hmm. and you die, eh, don't worry, we got a hole in the back. I'm not concerned. And they're about finding them. these remains of these bodies. They okay. basically built H.H. Holmes' murder castle, but around Canada. Yes, yes. And so there's a, a media outlet called the American Conservative, which, mm, all right. That bodes well. Uh, one of the writers, Declan Leary, said, wrote an essay about these residential schools. Um, I'm going to read you uh, the title of his piece, which is innocuous. It says, The Meaning of the Native Graves. Um, I'm actually looking for the article, making sure it's still there. It would be interesting if it suddenly got deleted. Oh, I would love that. No, here it is. The Meaning of the Native Graves. Subtitle. Are you ready for this? Subtitle. Yeah, got it. They're good, actually. He wrote... Wait, yes. hold on. Yes. The, okay, just tell me. Yes. Um, I mean, he's basically saying this child mortality for indigenous peoples is, is like... good, I mean, actually. He, here's You're going to talk, and I'm going to top right. up my wine. You, you drink. Um, speaking of Janine Pirro. <laughs> you motherfucker. You're welcome. So... His argument goes like this. Here's why he says they're good. He says, look, child mortality for indigenous people were high at the time, so the deaths weren't shocking. The church-run schools were underfunded by the government, so you should actually be blaming the government, not the church. And the grave sites are just cemeteries. Calm down, people. And then he says, people die, and when they die, you put them in the ground. There's nothing inherently scandalous about this. And here's where he says they're good. Right now, he's just saying they're not bad. This, this is normal. Is here's where he gets to, thing. here's why they're good, according to him. The certain fact that souls were saved now, actually, by the missionaries. Ooh, actually, Hammett, I need you to leave my house Sorry, if you're no, going to bring this garbage. I'm finishing the sentence. This, here's why they were a net positive. The certain fact that souls were saved by the missionaries, the enduring belief of Christians that the gospel is true and must be spread is paramount. Everything else is secondary. Dot, 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 <sighs> baptized Christians, by which he means these indigenous kids who were kidnapped and taken to these places. Mm, ostensibly murdered. Yeah. 
baptized Christians were given Christian burials. Whatever natural good was present in the piety and community of the pagan past is an infinitesimal fraction of the grace rendered unto those pagans' descendants who have been received into the Church of Christ. Whatever sacrifices were exacted in pursuit of that grace, the suffocation of a noble pagan culture, an increase in disease and bodily death due to government negligence, even even the sundering of natural families is worth it. That's seriously his argument for Christian genocide. He made it. Genuine. Okay. Their grave sites are good. That so article is still up on their website. Who published this? The American Conservative. Oh, so it wasn't like a real news site. Um, well. Well, I mean, in certain circles. Um, so sometimes, Hemant, I think about why we do this podcast. <laughs> I think that every time. Well, okay. By the way, you can go to Patreon, right? (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, I think we're having different conversations. I think you just (laughs) genuinely do not like me or this podcast. Whereas I'm thinking, are we just speak, you know, preaching to the choir and just punching down on Matt Powell, Matt Powell (laughs) and like religious people who make bad decisions out of ignorance and and misguidance. I didn't even get to the story about the Christian who caused a crash because they literally let Jesus take the wheel. That's not real. That's real. I meant you have to stop bringing satire into my home. Sorry. Um, No one was hurt. Her daughter was in the car. No! How old? 11. Jesus Christ. That child could talk. She's okay, but... Not Jesus. that it's the child. Anyway, back to indigenous grave sites indigenous. and why they're good. Okay, anyway, so I think about why we do this this podcast. Is it is it an overcrowded marketplace? Are there enough people saying what we're saying as good or as or better? But boy, this article really kind of kind of brings it home about why we do this because this man genuinely believes. That the lives of how many do we have a? Uh, I was over a thousand over a at thousand. the three schools where they declared we have found grave sites. So he thinks that, and the, it's not all children, but a lot of children. Sure, he thinks that the lives of this thousand or so native children is fair play and something we can disregard because he believes that in their short and miserable lives where they were treated like shit by the people who were told that they were there to save them. They allowed them to die, and that's okay because they, like, did a cool cross-formation with their hand and said some fancy words over it. Like, they genuinely believe that our lives are not as important, our physical lives where I can see you and pet my dog and kiss my husband. Those lives are less important than this hypothetical spiritual afterlife. And and the unfortunate thing is those kids didn't get to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what I'm saying here is this podcast is going to go on forever. You're trapped with me for the rest I of know. our lives, Hemant. There's no shortage of stories. Yeah. Wow, that is a a real bummer to end this show on. <laughs> I was like, do I have any other stories here? <laughs> no, they're all bummers. Jessica's smiling too much. I have to put an end to this. <laughs> um, boy, oh boy, what a fucking monster. What's that dude's name? I'm going to punch him in the uh, virtual face. It's just conservatives. I mean, 
Yeah, that's fair. Need. I don't need to. I don't need to pick one of. I don't need to pick pick the weak one off. They're all weak <laughs> and terrible. Where do we find oh, you? Jesus, going back to bed now. Yeah, right. It's only four oh seven. I've had a glass <laughs> and a half of wine. Um, you can find me on Twitter always. Um, I'm at Jess Blumke. Um, you can come to my actually don't come to my Etsy stop shop right now. I'm so tired of cross stitching. I'm working on this really <laughs> sweet cross stitch of this guy's sweet dog. And it's so much harder than I thought it was going to be. And I have, I've genuinely been cross-stitching 12 hours a day for the last three days. So just, just go to Patreon if you want to support me. I don't want to cross-stitch anymore. Um, oh, don't forget. Wow, that was a fun pivot. Hey, if you're in the uh, Denver area, meet me and my dog, forgot that, who's asleep right over there. And my husband will be at our, in Arvada at someplace else brewery. Um, at, I think it's at 4 o'clock. Um, but... I'm concerned my phone changed it to central time. So it's either four or five o'clock. Just show up. We'll be there. Hemant, where can we find you on the internet? I am at Hemant Meta on Twitter. Go to friendlyatheist.com. If you like this show, go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast. Mm-hmm. And there's oh, a Facebook um, group. Link to that is in the show there's notes. There's a Facebook group. Um, and the, the uh, Fat Cat, the Chicago meetup, I will um, have that. Uh, posted by the time this goes out. Um, also, if you're looking for something else to listen to while we're in Kentucky, my husband Mikey and I recorded a an episode of our podcast, Cooper Duper, about the um, David Lynch film Wild at Heart. Um, and we're in Kentucky, so we recorded it with, it was me, my husband, um, my best friend Leslie from college, and her fiance Jeff, who is a uh, camera operator. And so we talked a lot about that movie and movies in general and just it was a fun conversation it was like three hours it was just like three people four people who haven't been in the same room for a year and a half just talking at each other it was great it was so fun anyway that's the end you have to go pick up your children do it all right no we'll talk. you're gonna do it oh fine all bye. right bye bye